0: Amen. And so uh, there'll be no service here, uh, no service next Thursday. Uh, I wonder if we had service, how many would actually attend or how many would be sleeping on the couch through, that, through the, uh, the turkey sleeping medicine, whatever's in there. Uh, and so uh, it's a time of fellowship and with your family and, and friends, amen, being thankful for what God is. It hasn't God blessed us, Bless us this far, and he's going to continue on. Amen. Blessing us for his will to be accomplished. Amen. And so uh, let's all go before the Lord in prayer. Pray for lots of people traveling. One of the busiest weekends of the year, the travel. I mean, if you're traveling, we want to pray for God's traveling. Mercies on everybody. Man, that we, he returns home safe. We all return home safe. Let's go before him. Lord Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you, Jesus, for all you've done. God, for your many blessings that you've poured out upon us. God, we ask you, Lord, to touch these needs here like Those that are spoken or unspoken, Lord. You know every single one. God, we lift them up before you today. God, that your will would be done in their lives, that you would get the glory through whatever the circumstance may be. We ask you, Lord, to bless this offering, multiply for your kingdom, bless this service. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's come and give unto the Lord. Amen. Kids Church can be dismissed. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. As we are standing, we can go to the word of the Lord tonight. Our text, our verse, verses for this series, we're talking about uh, Joshua 1 and 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which i do sh- do give unto them even to the children of israel and every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that have i given unto you as i said unto moses amen greet a few people as you're seated today Amen. We've been following the, the nation of Israel, the young nation uh, of Israel through uh, the book of Jericho as they are invading the, the promises of God and we are wanting to align ourselves with things that they have uh, done and, uh, and haven't done so that we can also experience what God wants for each and every one of us and for this church. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we we briefly talked about uh, they needed the right mindset uh, going into this because it was this this battle was different than the rest because in the promised land there was already people there and they had to be removed and they were not going to go peacefully as with any nation with any type of people. Uh, If you're getting invaded, then you're going to really want to fight for your land and for your home and and your your country. And and so the problem with the people that were living there uh, was that God had promised that land and he gave that land uh, to Abraham many, many hundreds of years before those people were there. Uh, But now as the time came to pass that it was... It was time for them to come. It was God's will and his plan being orchestrated. Uh, there was the land that was still available, but yet there were people there. And that was part of God's uh, purpose for them is to drive out the inhabitants of the land because he is fulfilling the promise that he gave to Abraham, the land flowing with milk and honey. And if you're not in the mindset to fight, then you're, you have already lost the battle, Right. Uh, and so that's what the issue with that first generation who who got to see and taste of the milk and the honey and the giant fruit, the giant grapes, all that they saw it and they confessed it with their with their mouth and saw it with their eyes that the promises of God are yea and amen. But yet uh, they said we cannot go. What, 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 sad, uh, what a sad situation to get that far, to get that close to the promises of God, and then uh, you, you decide that you're not going to go any further. Uh, and so we saw what happened because of them, and that they, they died in the wilderness for wandering for 40 years. And how here we are with the, the next generation says, we're not staying in the wilderness. Uh, we've been there too long, so we're going to do what we have to do. A Amen. To go forward. Sometimes God has to take us through a wilderness so that uh, we don't want to go back to the wilderness. Right. Uh, so sometimes we're walking in circles uh, following whatever God's trying to do in our life. And, and it could be. Uh, That God's making it uncomfortable for us to to be in that situation so we can say, I got to get out of here. I'm going to move forward and and whatever it takes. And so here they were uh, doing that, taking the step, uh, leap of faith. Amen. They had to consecrate themselves. Uh, all these things, and, and last week we are talking about how they're crossing over the Jordan River, finally seeing that miracle happen right before their eyes, and God told them to take out stones from the river, put it on the, the bank, uh, and then take stones from the bank and put it in the river, and that was, the purpose of that was, as God instructed that for them to be a memorial for their children Uh, That they would go uh, visit that and they would ask the questions, uh, what meaneth these stones? And we know uh, through later verses later on that sadly those questions probably were never asked. Because after Joshua and his generation, the one who invaded and fought for that, after they died off, the Bible says another generation rose up who knew not God nor the the works that he had done. And uh, all it would take in have taken was a visit to the memorial, and that may have changed things around. Uh, And so the memorials that we have in our lives are there for us to uh, reflect on and to help us to keep moving forward, but also not to move forward so much that we forget where we come from, right? We talked about the the history being uh, uh, wiped away because if you don't know where you've come from, you're not going to know where you're going, you're not going to know where you're at. Uh, and so that is the purpose of memorials and altars uh, that we are staying online with God's purpose in our life. And so tonight we are moving, uh, taking the next step as, as Israel is moving further into the promised land. And uh, the, the next thing that they come up against is uh, the city of Jericho. Uh, obviously, this was... The first major city that is just kind of just perched there, it seems like uh, uh, of all the land of Israel. why did Jericho have to be right there, right on the other side of the of the Jordan River? Why couldn't it have been like in north, way, you know, hundreds of miles away? And that they would get to, they'd eventually get to Jericho. Like, let's, let's build up some momentum here, right? Let's, let's win these little battles here and there and start making progress and moving up. And then finally you got Jericho at the end and we're ready to take him. But uh, no, God decides to plant Jericho right there. Uh, the first city to come across the, the, the Jordan River is actually the, the most fortified city in the land. Uh, Jericho with its walls, as they had talked about, as historians ha- have said that the walls were so thick that you can ride chariots around the top of it, and uh, and that's you know that's got to be at least ten feet wide, right, uh, for for safety I would think. But uh, nonetheless, anything more than uh, a regular regular sized wall eight-inch-thick uh, eight, eight inch thick cinder block, anything more than that is a pretty thick wall. Even just the block homes that we have, imagine trying to break through that. That's going to be tough enough. But uh, you're going up against a, a city that has walls, you know, 10 feet thick, and you know, uh, already you know that uh, the only way that you're going to conquer that city is through the help of God, right? Because Israel does not, they're not packing uh, siege warfare. they are not got trebuchets and all kinds of battering rams. They don't have any of that stuff and that they probably don't even know how to make those things. This generation that is fighting, they grew up in the wilderness. All they saw was stones and dirt. And so uh, the mindset to uh, build uh, siege uh, wars, uh, uh, battering rams and things to tear down these walls when a uh, traditional warfare would require they did, they don't they didn't have that but the one thing that they did have they did have God on their side right and that it doesn't matter what the enemy uh, or what the world may say this is what you need and this is all you need to line all these things up uh, they, the world has their system but God has His own way of doing things right and His His kingdom operates on faith uh, and so if you have enough faith if you have the faith of a grain of a mustard seed God can move a mountain out of your life. Amen. And so uh, you don't need the, the, the list, uh, exhaustive list of supplies that the world uh, would say that you need. As long as you have God on your side, uh, you have all that you need. And being the strongest and the most fortified city, the first thing you come up against, as I had mentioned, you'd think you'd it would be nice to be a, a victory at the end, but actually you think about it, if if this is actually the first one you come up against, the hardest battle is the very first one. Then that means everything else is downhill after that, right? If if you defeat if you defeat Jericho, uh, any other city behind is not is going to be a piece of cake, right? Because uh, you've done defeated the hardest one. And also, if you defeat Jericho, uh, what's going to happen is fear is going to spread throughout the land. In the, in the hearts and the minds of the enemies. And so uh, sometimes we may not question, we may not understand why God placed Jericho first. But we know that God has everything planned out and figured out. As, though, as long as we are obedient and just following through with what God has, uh, everything is going to fall in line. Uh, as they defeated Jericho, man, they kept on going on. And and you can imagine just the the morale. uh in the, in the soldiers, uh, after they d- see God do that, again, nothing is going to be impossible. Nothing will stand in their way. Uh, it's, it's amazing how uh, the battle, how, how much uh, confidence they had in, after defeating Jericho. As Of course, and it, naturally, you'd have that much confidence. And, and so the next battle at Ai... Uh, Joshua just sends a few, just a, a a few men out there, a couple hundred, a th- couple thousand, not much, uh, because again, some small village of AI, and they're like, "Oh, we just we just knocked out Jericho. This is not going to be anything." But yet, it's that little thing, that little village, that little battle there that uh, they actually got defeated uh, because of uh, sin that was in the land uh, and the disobedience that they had, uh, and so. Jericho here, this mighty walled city, and as we know that walls are uh, defensive in nature, and some are designed to keep people in, and some are designed to keep people out. Uh, and so obviously our nation has uh, been talking about for years about a border wall uh, on the south border. Uh, President Trump obviously started building the wall down there. Uh, and you you know all the the issues that come up because of that. And now you know you don't really need a wall. They just they just come over in masses, right? I mean, who, who who needs to even check them anymore, right? Just come on in. It's sad, it's sad to see the invasion on the southern border. But if there was a wall down there, it wouldn't it wouldn't be as easy to get in, right? I mean, do do you see do you see hundreds of thousands of immigrants? Uh, and migrants are they invite, are they invading China? No, because China has a wall, right? The 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 huge wall that is seen from can be seen from space, and so obviously that is uh, to keep people out and uh, to keep uh, their people safe inside. And so, uh, a few years ago, a few decades ago, now uh, there was a, a famous wall in the world called the Berlin Wall and uh, Ronald Reagan told uh, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Uh, And so this is, uh, over the next few years, the the shock waves of of Reagan's words uh, reverberated throughout the world, and uh, indeed the wall came down, and it led to Germany coming together, united. And as important as as walls can be, uh, history has shown walls... Uh, simply need to fall down. Walls need to be torn down and broken down. Uh, often all it takes is for someone courageous to speak up and to to, to say the right words, and you never, uh, you never know what kind of walls and barriers can fall down. And so if, there, if there's walls up in your life, uh, with the help of God, those walls and barriers can be torn down in Jesus' name. A- amen. And so oftentimes a wall is going to keep you from where... Uh, God is destined for you, and here the walled city of Jericho was keeping uh, Israel from the rest of the promised land uh, and so obviously, coming up to this major city uh, it's amazing to see what God's battle plan was uh, I mean, God knowing everything the end from the beginning who 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 created the uh, down to the DNA and, and all the microscopic things. I mean, everything is just perfect. And and here we got a city, we got his people, and God's battle strategy is to just to march around the city one time and then go back home, and then come out and do it again. And, and obviously they did this for six days, and then on the seventh day uh, you march around seven times and you shout and you sing praises and all these things. And, and so... Uh, so, sometimes God's plans uh, really don't make any sense in our mind, right? Definitely not the way that we figured it out or we drew it out that this is how we think it's going to be. And uh, here, uh, dealing with uh, an opportunity here with the church, I, I had it all planned out and figured out, but it c- turns out it's, it's not exactly what I thought it'd be. But that's okay. Uh, I'm going to keep on trusting in God that everything is going to work out. Uh, for His glory, right? It's not for our our glory. It's for the glory of God. And if it's it's if it's His glory, He's going to do it the way He wants it, so that He gets the glory, right? Amen. And so uh, we we see how uh, Jericho differed from everything else because in when God brought the the people out of Egypt, they were just like on the sidelines. And they just got to watch God do all these things, all these plagues, one plague after another. I mean, they, they didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to lift a finger. The only thing that they really had to do was there, the final plague. They had to kill the lamb and uh, put blood on a doorpost for the Passover. Uh, up, up until then, they were just kind of watching the show. And even still after that, after they were being escorted out of uh, Egypt, uh, Moses ra- raised up his rod in the Red Sea part, and they walked. And so get to the promised land, they, or, or the wilderness. They, they start murmuring and crying and complaining. And, and again, uh, time after time, we see God uh, providing for them. And that generation, like they didn't really have to fight for anything, right? Everything was just given to them. All the doors were open. Hey, it's pack your bags. time to leave Egypt. Uh, just like that, 400 years in slavery and bondage, and, and uh, you just get the, the text message one day, hey, pack your stuff, let's go. Uh, they didn't have to really fight for that at all, and so they're just marching through all these doors, uh, through the sea and out to the wilderness, and, and God is doing everything, but now this next generation, uh, they get to see the, the waters part, the, Jericho, or the, the Jordan River part, they get to see that, their own little... Miracle experience, but then they get to uh, the the walled city of Jericho, and now they actually have to do something, right? They they actually got to start marching around, and as 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 crazy as it seems, uh, they uh, just got to. Be obedient. Basically, it comes down to this: Are we going to obey what God asks us to do, whatever it is, however crazy it may seem, or we're we just going to try to th- do things our way? And eventually, we'll do it God's way, right? Because we find out that our way does not work out. And so, as exciting as this this journey has been uh, for this generation, uh, there's always battles in along the journey to the promise that God has in store for you, right? It's never just a smooth, easy road. There's always going to be obstacles and things that come up. Uh, And so uh, the Apostle Paul says, uh, he describes how the righteousness of God is revealed uh, from faith to faith, right? It's not revealed all at once. It's, it's not revealed all in, in one battle, but it's from faith to faith, one battle to the next, one day to the next. And as much as we want uh, the express lane to open for us to reach the promised land or reach wherever God has for us, uh, that's not how it works in god's kingdom. It's revealed from faith to faith, battle to battle, uh, ups and downs and and you get the victory over this uh, that's great and it's exciting for our faith to encourage us, but that doesn't mean there's not going to be any more battles along the way. There's always going to be something that pops its head up the next week, the next day. Why? because we're living from faith to faith, from one day to the next, from one one battle to the next. And understanding that, uh, we know that whatever God gets us through today, uh, we can rejoice in that. Uh, but that doesn't mean we got to sit back and kick up our feet and relax. Uh, maybe, maybe temporarily, uh, enjoy the enjoy the mountaintop. But that just means there's not coming up another valley, coming up another a battle, another situation. To test our faith because through these battles and circumstances, our faith is getting tested. We're exercising it, releasing it, believing for God, and our faith is strengthening. Like we're going to the spiritual gym uh, every day when we're walking with the Lord, uh, going from faith to faith. And and ultimately, no matter uh, whether we like it or not, uh, I think we can be honest and say it's, it's probably good and healthy for us, right? Uh, all these, the resistance and, and the, the pain and the muscles tearing and all these things, uh, it, it's painful, it's uncomfortable, uh, but after we're done, we're, we're glad that we did it. We're glad that we went through that because we become a, just a little bit stronger than we were yesterday, and as much as we want to just uh, blow up overnight, uh, the incremental growth day by day, faith by faith, and, and you look back after months and years in the church and you're thinking, uh, God has been good to you you and look how far he's brought us and look how good he's been to you and all the blessings and and just encourage you to keep on moving forward day by day faith by faith one battle to the next and so uh here it was Israel to get involved and to start exercising their faith uh as a nation because up until this time they've really just kind of watching God do a lot of the bit a lot of the work and now they're uh, they went from the sidelines now to the front lines, marching around the city of Jericho, uh, and so we we understand that being led from one situation to the next, and we uh, have to realize that uh, God's promises and methods to victory are not always the way that we want them to be. They're not always our preferences. Uh, somebody said, if if you want to make God laugh, share with him your plans, right? I mean, we can laugh. If we're honest, we can laugh at that too because we know that uh, really our plans uh, don't matter to a hill of beans. Uh, but if we say, God, take my plans and let me have your plans because your plans are perfect, right? Uh, that's when things really begin to turn around and we become to be a, a much better person because if, if, if our plans uh, were the way that things were to be, uh, we would really be a messed up person. i dealing with this with, uh, with my, my two-year-old. If it doesn't go according to her plan, everyone hears about it, right? And just think, if God did everything that we asked, when something happened that we didn't like, we'd be just like my two-year-old, Right? Pitching a fit, throwing herself on the floor, uh, uh, all of these things, uh, because she wants it. This is hers in her way. She's she's uh, incredibly selfish, and as as we all are, she is slowly amassing toys and treasures in the house, and simply all she's got to do is to go and touch it, and it's hers, right? Because when, when Everly or Ellery go in to grab it, hey, that's mine. She's like, no, it's mine, you know. <laughs> mine. Uh, she she uh, is so selfish that we will go to like Chick-fil-A and we'll go to, we were just there the other night, and uh, uh, she will claim the entire playground as hers. <laughs> it's, so fun, it's so cute. We're, we're actually taking a break. They're actually eating. And then, God forbid, some little kid goes into the door to go play, and all of a sudden, mine, mine. She's pitching up a fit because they're going into her playground, right? Uh, And so it's it's amazing how funny it is, but how often do we look like a two-year-old in the eyes of God when we murmur and complain about our ways are not being done or this is not how I do it and, and God uh, change, uh, change it to, to align with my, my desires. And so if you could have asked Israel what their plan was for destroying and tearing down the walls of Jericho, it probably would have included ladders, fire, uh, whatever, all these other things uh, and yet... Uh, they were just told just to march around, march around the walls, uh, and so uh, what are the some what are some ways that you have seen God lead you to greater areas of faith? Uh, and uh, because you're just simply obedient, right? Uh, obedience is better than sacrifice, right? As as the Bible says, and so if we are just obedient, no matter how crazy of an idea it sounds like. Uh, the details and a plan is all uh, on God's part, right? We're just being obedient to that. And if we're obedient, then we pass the test, right? Uh, and so understanding that uh, most of the time, all the time, God is just looking for us to be obedient, right? No matter what it is, uh, even especially if uh, it's not what we want. And we know it, and sometimes we... We, we make it known that this is not what we want. Uh, but if we submit ourselves and we put ourselves, uh, build up an altar and put ourselves on the altar, that usually, uh, usually fixes things, right? Once you get back on the altar and realize, get realigned with, with what's going on. Uh, and so really God just wants us to obey even when we don't understand his plan. Uh, I don't know if, uh, uh, there's no way that Israel understood what was going to happen. And all they knew was got the orders, uh, we're just marching around today. And then we go out the next day and they march around again. And and you can, uh, you surely by the second morning, the third morning, people are starting to talk uh, in the camp. Like, man, what's going on? Like, uh, you know, we're here day three, day four, five, six. Uh, And and so we don't see anything. We're just still uh, going through the motions, it seems like. But the important part was, is that they did not deviate from the plan. Imagine on the fourth day, uh, they said, well, this isn't working. We're going to do something else. And they brought out the ladders and started climbing up and try to take the the city. Uh, They most certainly probably would have been defeated. Why? Simply because they were disobedient to what God's plan was. His plan was just to march around the walls uh, once a day for six days. And then the seventh day do that. And so really, uh, obedience is the key part of it all, and it goes back it, it is really one of the fundamental questions that we uh, deal with as humans and as our walk and our walk with faith, because it goes back all the way to the beginning with Adam and Eve, when the, the, the question was that the serpent asked, "Hath God really said?" right?" Begin the question. The obedience part. Did God really say that? Did he? Did God really say to march around the the walls once and stop and then uh, go back to camp? Did he really say that? Did, does that really make any kind of sense? And so, uh, the devil and the enemy would love to confuse us, sow confusion amongst our mind. And all they got to all they got to do is ask the question: Has God really said? Right? You can you can say that. You can ask that question to anybody at any moment in their life, right? And, and the question is a pointed question because uh, the, the asker can be anybody. It can be a serpent. It can be a talking snake. Just just say this question, hath God really said. And, and then, the, and then the, the table turns and it goes back onto the recipient, the one uh, who, who hears that question asked. And then that's when the battle really begins in our minds because then we ask ourselves, hath God really said?